Vulnerability is starting a business, not knowing what the outcome will be. Vulnerability in entrepreneurship is quitting your job to run your business full time, having enough faith in yourself and your idea to believe that you're listening to the Solopreneur Hustle, a podcast that teaches you how to build a successful solo business while maintaining a balanced and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a members-only Patreon community where you can connect with solopreneurs like yourself, chat with me about all things business, and get access to exclusive bonus episodes every single week. Visit patreon.com slash the solopreneur hustle or click the link below in the description for this episode to join our exclusive community for as little as $5 a month. You can also text business to 31996 to receive our monthly solopreneur newsletter that's jam-packed with business tips. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Hi guys, I'm back here today with the second episode of our Fail Forward series. And this episode is entitled, How Can We Dare Greatly in Business? In the previous episode, I spoke a little bit about a book I'm reading called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And I actually originally listened to this book in its entirety on Audible. And now I I recently ordered it off of Amazon. I liked it so much that I needed a physical copy that I could underline and highlight things that really spoke to me. So now that I've gotten through the book the second time, there's so much here that relates to entrepreneurship that I think it's so important to share. And I wanted to include this in the Fail Forward series because in reflecting on my experience in entrepreneurship thus far, there are so many areas that I've grown, areas that I've made mistakes and vulnerability or lack thereof has played such a huge role in in growth in these areas that I'm going to talk to you guys about in just a second. So it'll become more clear and you know as we go through this here how it relates to failing forward, but I just want to want to jump right on in. So you'll see the title again, How Can We Dare Greatly in Business? First of all, I'm sure you guys are wondering what daring greatly even means. Now there's a quote mentioned here in the book, Daring Greatly by Theodore Roosevelt. And it's so important. It's a long quote, so I'm going to read it to you guys, but it's really, really important and relevant to this this conversation. And I think once you guys listen to this quote and understand what it means and take a moment to reflect on it, you'll understand what daring greatly in your life and your business, what that can really mean for you. So here's the quote. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes out short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows at the end of triumph of high achievement 
and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Now take a moment to just reflect on that quote if you have to Google it. And if you're more of a visual uh, reflection type person, if you need to Google it, Theodore Roosevelt daring greatly speech, that's just what you Google to find this quote. But just think about what that means for you. And um, I'm going to tell you guys what that means for me. So when I read this quote, I had to read it really three times to, to think about how powerful it was. But for me, after reading it, I realized that daring greatly means not being afraid, you know, going for whatever your passions are, going for it all, whatever you commit to, giving it your all. Because at the end of the day, it's better to try and fail than to have never tried at all. And to really and truly understand, or not really understand, but to appreciate success at the the highest level of gratitude, I guess. In order to really do that, you have to understand what it took to get there. And success is never overnight. So for me, when I started my first business, I became really discouraged three, four, five, six, seven months, even a year in because I wasn't where I thought I should be and I, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And uh, I was in this place where I was comparing myself to others and comparing my chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And if I had read this quote and understood that with triumph and achievement comes obstacle, difficulties, even failure. And in order to to really strive to do the great deeds and enjoy success, there has, there has to be um, a, a period of the blood, the sweat, the tears. You have to really get in the arena and try and experience all that entrepreneurship has to offer before you reach great levels of success. So that's just that quote. Uh, daring greatly can mean different things for different people. For me, daring greatly means giving it my all. It means pursuing life, walking in my purpose, achieving my greatest potential without any hesitation. And again, I'm still working on that. I still go through periods of feeling, you know, discouraged or feeling like I'm not enough or feeling like I could have done more. But I'm really getting to a point where when I wake up, and I give my best and I give my all whether I accomplish what I set out to do or not. The fact that I dared greatly and I was in the arena and that I gave it my best effort means more to me than what the actual outcome is. So for me, that's what daring greatly means. Now, how does that relate to vulnerability? Brene Brown, the author of Daring Greatly, describes vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So she gives an example of love in life as as a, a really great analogy to kind of get us to see what vulnerability means and how it can relate to us. So a line here underlined. So love is uncertain and it's incredibly risky and loving someone leaves us emotionally exposed. Yes, it's scary. We're open to being hurt. But can you imagine your life without love or being loved? So just think about even a family member 
a significant other, a spouse, a best friend. We leave ourselves emotionally exposed when we love people that are close to us, but we can wake up tomorrow and that person can be gone. You know, we can wake up tomorrow and that person doesn't love us anymore. So love is incredibly risky, but we it's difficult as human beings to go through life without loving or being loved. Now, how does that relate to entrepreneurship? Vulnerability similar to how we love, is starting a business and not being certain about whether or not it's going to be successful. You know, you may take a left turn and then the rest of the world took a right turn and now your business idea is no longer relevant and no one needs it anymore. Um, Vulnerability is starting a business, not knowing what the outcome will be. Vulnerability in entrepreneurship is quitting your job to run your business full-time, having enough faith in yourself and your idea to believe that the amount of money you'll make through this business endeavor will pay your bills, but obviously you have no way of knowing if that's true or not. Vulnerability in entrepreneurship is relinquishing control, not knowing, you know, again, what the outcome will be, uh, letting go of the need for certainty. I mentioned that in my last podcast, letting go of the need for perfection and just giving it your all and being and living and walking in your purpose. So relinquishing control, that's a part of vulnerability and entrepreneurship. I was uh, listening to another podcast where a young lady described how she got fired from her job. They couldn't really give her a reason why, but she was vulnerable enough to accept that and use that perhaps, I mean, it could could have been perceived as a negative experience, but she kind of turned it into a positive and was vulnerable enough to admit, okay, I got fired, but it's only up from here. So now I have an opportunity to start my business. Vulnerability is being accountable. A really difficult aspect of entrepreneurship for me has been having to accept that when things go wrong, it's ultimately my fault because I'm the business owner. So it's being accountable enough to take negative reviews, to address them. Vulnerability is standing up for yourself and standing up for your business when a customer you know, doesn't want, perhaps you get a negative review, a customer wants a return, you have to stick by your return policy instead of um, honoring whatever the customer requests. I mean, that's a level of vulnerability as well. So I can go on and on with these examples, but we can understand easily what vulnerability is and what it means for us in, us in entrepreneurship. But even more importantly, we have to understand how vulnerability feels. So vulnerability for me is where courage meets fear. It's taking off my mask and hoping that who I am is not disappointing. You know, I mean, in my world, I have had to let go of the need for perfectionism. And so vulnerability for me is taking off that mask and hoping the real Nia is not disappointing compared to the idealized perfection of who I wanted to be based on social media and societal standards. Vulnerability for me feels like being all in and not letting anything hold you back, it feels free. So I challenge you to think about what vulnerability feels like for you, what that looks like for you in your business. Sometimes we have to do difficult things like firing employees or if you're a manager or if even if you own your own business and you're 
you know, the owner and you oversee everything. Sometimes when the numbers get difficult, we have to let employees go. Or sometimes we have difficult clients and we have to part ways. That is, and I'm being transparent here with you guys, one of the most difficult aspects of entrepreneurship for me thus far since the very beginning has been confrontation. Okay. I hate ending things. I hate confronting people about the things they do. I would rather just kind of brush it under the rug, but the older I get and the farther along I get in this journey, I start to care less and less about what I think people will think about what I say. And so that's kind of taken some of the pressure off of confrontation. But um, yeah, sometimes you may have to let go of a difficult client for the benefit of your own sanity. And that doesn't always feel good. But again, vulnerability feels like where courage meets fear. Just when you kind of feel a little bit of hesitation, but you do it anyway, that's vulnerability. You're, you're being vulnerable when you ignore that little nagging feeling or thought in the back of your head that's like, uh, don't do it, don't do it, this is going to be awkward, or don't do it, you're not ready yet, or don't do it, it's not perfect yet, or don't do it, you're not ready, don't do it. What will people say? Just wait. No. When you ignore that little nagging thought in the back of your head, that's vulnerability. So... Again, second challenge. So, uh, and actually, let's let's do three challenges here because this is all uh, stuff that you can reflect on and think about. I don't know if you're into journaling or if you just do notes in your phone or if you just like reflection. You know, whatever type of um, reflection type person you are, think about what it means to dare greatly in your life, in your business, for you as an entrepreneur, for you as a wife, a mom, a friend, a sister, a brother, a husband, whatever. Think about what daring greatly means for you and how that can benefit you in entrepreneurship. Think about how vulnerability feels. What does vulnerability mean for you? Um, And then I challenge you to approach your business who you are, approach who you are as an entrepreneur from a place of wholeheartedness. Now, wholehearted living is a concept Brene Brown introduces in her book. And I'm just going to share some examples of what wholehearted living is, what it means and how it's relevant to entrepreneurship. So wholehearted living is about engaging our lives from a place of worthiness. As human beings, we have a tendency to define things by what they're not as opposed to what they are. So just think, before you had your college degree, instead of defining how many years you had completed so far, we're defining how many years we have left, you know? Oh, you're in college. Yeah, you know, I haven't graduated yet. I still have a year left as opposed to saying, oh, are you are you still in college? Yeah, I've done, I've done three and a half years and I'm so excited to finish these last six months. Let's think, let, let's focus more on defining things by what they are as opposed to things by what things by what they're not. One of the really important aspects of wholehearted living is letting go of things that cultivate or encourage lack of vulnerability and focusing on things that cultivate our best selves and cultivate daring greatly, really going all in in life and going all in for our commitments without fear of the unknown. So there are several 
recommendations from Brene Brown. I think there's 10, but I'm just going to share a few that really stood out to me. So wholehearted living is cultivating self-compassion, letting go of perfectionism. I've talked about that a lot. Think about that. Think about what that means for you. Cultivating gratitude and joy, letting go of scarcity and fear of the dark. Again, scarcity is this whole idea of defining who we are and where we are in life by what we're not, as opposed to defining who we are and where we are in life by what we are. So instead of you know classifying where you are in business by the experience you don't have, let's classify where we are in business by the experience we do have and what we do have to offer. I think about when I first started this season of my life in entrepreneurship almost three years ago, I think about what my hesitations were and how scarcity was so relevant there. So all of my hesitations and everything that was holding me back was all really related to the fact that I thought I didn't have enough experience. Oh, I'm so young. No one will take me seriously. Oh, I don't have that much experience. How can people think I really know what I'm doing? Oh, you know, I I just started and no one really knows who I am. So how can I even be perceived as credible? So this whole idea of scarcity was really holding me back. And I was defining where I was and who I was and how I wanted to be perceived by what I wasn't as opposed to what I was. You know, letting go of scarcity and fear of the dark and instead cultivating gratitude and joy and cultivating a spirit of being enough, that really that really transformed my experience. So here's another one that, that, that really speaks to me. Cultivating intuition and trusting faith, letting go of the need for certainty. Cultivating play and rest, letting go of exhaustion, as a status symbol of productivity and self-worth. Wow. (laughs) So one thing that really gave me a lot of anxiety, and really even just three months ago when I was planning my wedding and trying to finish grad school and doing a cosmetology instructor's class all at once, I mean, it was, a oh, and let's not even forget work day to day, I would really only feel accomplished at the end of the day if... I was so exhausted that I knew that and I had accomplished so much in one day. That was the only really way I was feeling productive and feeling like I was enough. Whereas after I finished this book and I really read through this and I reflected, I started to think really being exhausted and being productive that that doesn't really define who I am. And I, I still have a lot to offer and I'm still worthy of achievement and success if I'm not exhausted and extremely productive at the end of the day. So again, that goes back to another point I made in my previous podcast, associating where I am in my business with my own self-worth. That was a mistake I made and it was a mistake I made for so long even I've, I catch myself falling back into that mindset and I have to remind myself that, okay, I made, I made a mistake here or, you know, I decided to, to binge watch something on Netflix today instead of actually, you know, doing my work. <laughs> and just because I do that, just because I need a break, just because I need some time to relax, just because I need to let my hair down doesn't mean my self-worth is compromised in any sort of way. Yeah, letting go of the need to be productive and be exhausted and using those things as a status of self-worth. Cultivating meaningful work, letting go of self-doubt and supposed to. Again, focus on what you want to do 
and focus on what makes you happy. Focus on what you're passionate about and stop living your life in the supposed to doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20 and not realizing that what you're supposed to be doing is not what they're doing right now. So it's so easy to live a life of comparison in the social media driven world that we live in today. But when you let go of the supposed to and focus on doing work that's truly meaningful for you based on your purpose and where you are in life, uh, you'll you'll reach greater levels of success. And last one, cultivating common stillness, letting go of anxiety as a lifestyle. Anxiety has been a lifestyle for me for so long without even realizing it. When I let go of constantly being anxious, and actually this anxiety stemmed from kind of all of the other mistakes I made, feeling like or caring what other people thought feeling like I wasn't enough and not as productive as I could have been and associating that with my own self-worth, fearing vulnerability, all of these things kind of contributed to anxiety as a lifestyle, constantly wondering, constantly fearing, constantly overthinking, constantly caring about what other people say or thinking that I'm thinking about what other people are thinking when I don't even know what they're thinking about and really just overthinking simple conversations. It created for me anxiety as a lifestyle without realizing it. And when I let go of that, I started to feel so free. So again, the whole point of this Fail Forward series is to help you guys realize that no, life as an entrepreneur is not perfect. Yes, you may make mistakes. Yes, you may experience failure, but... Failure is actually worth it when you use what you learn to fail forward and use what you learn to achieve greater levels of success and use use what you learn through the experience of failure to grow. So no, you won't, you know, you may not achieve great levels of success in three months, six months, nine months, a year, two years, three years. But if you keep going and you cultivate a resilient spirit, you will find that what you learn when you get in the arena and dare greatly and give it your all despite how things are looking today, if you're a forward thinker and you remember that through failure, you'll, you, through failure, you eventually find growth and achievement. If you remember that in the long run, you'll be better off. So just to recap here, what we talked about today, I challenge you guys to think about what daring greatly means for you in business. I challenge you to consider what vulnerability looks like for you, what it feels like for you. And then I challenge you to think about some of these aspects of wholehearted living that Brene Brown suggests in the book, Daring Greatly, and think about how you can relate some of those tenets of wholehearted living to your life. That's all I have for you guys today. I will see you next time or talk to you next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Stay connected in between episodes by texting business to 31996. You'll receive our business tip of the week and you'll also get our monthly solopreneur newsletter. We also have a private membership group that you can join to access group chats and bonus episodes every week. Visit patreon.com slash the solopreneur hustle or click the link below in the description for this episode to join our community. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the solopreneur hustle podcast.